The Non-Microwave Truth, brought to you by Time of Grace. This is C.L. Whiteside. I'm just playing around with the intro. Just wanted to try something out. I don't know. Why not? It's almost that time. Yep, I'm talking about Thanksgiving. Don't eat too much. Don't be mad when you can't fit in those pants. Because you was maxing and relaxing too much. And this brings us to our first world problem question today. Jesus rose up to your Thanksgiving. What is he bringing? What would Jesus bring to your Thanksgiving? Would it be the mac and cheese? Would it be the rolls? I almost wanted to say fish. You know, you get it because he broke the bread. He broke fish. But I know a lot of people don't eat fish. My dad was like, you want fish this year for Thanksgiving? And I was like, nah, let's just stick to the basics, the regular, you know, the ham, the, the dressing, the mashed potatoes, the mac and cheese, the, the greens. I know some of you are eating that green bean casserole. Oh, yeah. How, how can I forget about turkey, too? Definitely. I know a lot of people have turkey. We don't do turkey, but I know a lot of people do. We did switch it up one year, and we did lasagna. And my sister-in-law makes a fire, fire lasagna. But that's our first world problem question today. What is Jesus bringing to your family's Thanksgiving? Is he coming empty-handed? <laughs> and is he leaving with a to-go plate? That's been me for some years. And shout out to the people that do that. I'm not mad at you. I'm just a little jealous. But what is Jesus bringing to your Thanksgiving? All right, I'm going to tell you what he's bringing to mine, my family Thanksgiving. He's bringing the wine because you have to remember, he made that awesome tasting wine at the wedding in Cana. So he's definitely bringing the wine. And you know what else? He's going to have to bring something else. He's going to bring... Pecan pie. Now, I know some of you are thinking, how in the world did you get pecan pie? That's not biblical. Nowhere in the Bible did Jesus make some pecan pie. But, but the reason he's bringing pecan pie is for me. Because he knows I need it in my life. And our Lord and Savior knows what we need. Sometimes he just wants to show us how much he loves us. And since this is my family, he's bringing pecan pie. What is he bringing to your Thanksgiving though? Let me know what you want, what you are thinking. Remember, I would love to hear from you on Instagram or Twitter. What is Jesus, Yeshua, bringing to your Thanksgiving for your family? And this is our first world problem. It is dinner time. The title of our episode today is prioritize now a few episodes ago i had one called word for the year and what that episode was about was different words that i picked to live by each year that i feel like god is urging me or telling me to focus on and i've had a number of people reach out and ask me like hey what, what word are you living by this year this was my 34th birthday and i have to tell you there are a number of words that i thought about a couple words that came to mind. One was worship. Another was intentional. Another was like diligent. I think I had deliberate. But the one that really was like coming at me and I really, really wanted to pick was dominate. And I'm going to break it down to you why. 
34th birthday, I'm into athletics, I'm into sports. I thought about some great number 34s. I thought about Walter Payton. If you don't know who he is, Google him. Old school running back, Chicago Bears, one of the best to ever do it. I thought about Shaquille O'Neal, just a dominant force. Some people be like, he's not even that good at basketball. All he does is dunk. Well, I don't care. I was thinking I'm going to dunk everything this year. Then I thought about Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Bucks. He's number 34 as well. That man dunks a lot too. And I'm just like, the Milwaukee Bucks just won it? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Dominate. But then God said, nah, little man, that's not what I want you to pick. But this is what I wanted. This is what I thought I should be focusing on this year. But I had to just think about it. Like, the word is not about me. The word is more so about my relationship with God and what I feel like he's telling me to do, telling me to focus on. So even though I was really thinking dominate, you know, the number 34. And even if you're not a sports fan, the big thing, I just wanted everyone to be like, everything I touched, be like, man, that was dominant. Did you see that? That was dominant. That was awesome. But obviously, that's not the word I picked or this episode would be called dominate. So I felt like God was just telling me, hey, your word should be prioritized. You got a lot of stuff going on in your life. You need to make sure that you have this in the correct order. And I know we all feel like this at times, but I mean, I'm, we're busy. I'm busy. I just moved. Um, I coach football and basketball. I got the podcast going on. I got my wife who needs my, my love and attention and deserves my love. I got my family. I got my nephews. I got nieces. I got godchildren. And just just thinking about it, being a being a God fearing man and the different responsibilities and offices that I hold, I got to make sure my priorities in the right order. But aren't we all busy? I know you are busy, too. But what God made pretty clear to me is that there are a lot of good or acceptable types of busy for myself. And he really wanted me to have a focus on a specific thing and just putting it in the correct order. And he, he made this pretty clear once I picked this word, because I'm going to tell you, I picked this word and I started off on a pretty bad note. So first one I mentioned, you know, being a being a family man, I forgot my cousin's birthday, literally forgot my cousin's birthday. I love you, Corey. I'm sorry. It really was like no excuse either. Like I, I, I just forgot. And then another way our God made this clear that yeah, this is the right word is that my prayer life, my prayer life has been so-so, has not been the best. And then like the cherry on top or the icing on the cake that made this even more clear that this should be my word for the year is, remember how I mentioned, you know, having a wife and wanting her to know that she's loved and cared for. So this past weekend, I I have a, a rental property, went over there, some work was being done. Got a couple people over to helping, and I'm like, I'm gonna go over there. Then after this, I'm gonna go get her some flowers. I'm gonna go get her some popcorn. Let her know I love her. Let her know I see all the work she's doing around the house. Let her know that she's beautiful and she's fine and she's all mine and I'm happy to have her. So I get over there, check out the work. All of a sudden they're like, hey, remember you said you want to do the porch? And I'm like, yeah, I guess I should do this porch. Cause I had to, to fix it up, porch is falling apart or whatever. So went to Home Depot, painted, did the whole thing. This took like the whole day pretty much. And you know what? After I got done, guess what I did not do? I did not go and get the flowers and the popcorn. Now, some people are like, well, that's understandable. You were tired. But 
one of the big things you learn as as a man of God is that when God gives you a nudge or a whisper, or he tells you, hey, CL, go do this and you don't do it. You're wrong. You're, you're wrong. And it was just made even more clear how important it was going to be or is going to be for me this year to have my priorities in the right place and for me to prioritize. And I know this is something that everyone can relate to. Everyone can relate to this word. And it might not be your word, but you can definitely steal it. I I don't own it. And I just want you to think about this. The definition is so key. The definition is this. Determine the order for dealing with a series of items or tasks according to their relative importance. Designate or treat something as more important than other things. So to start my 34th year of life with my word, I sucked. I failed. I got a big fat F. But I'm, I'm back on it, baby. I'm ready now. I'm, I'm here. And like I said, I came to this word through prayer, through searching, through meditating and just kind of slowing down. Like you have to slow down and listen and you got to listen to life differently. And sometimes we, we ask God for things and we're never still like you have to be still sometimes and allow God to, to speak to you. So that's kind of how I came up with this word prioritize because I definitely want to dominate. But yeah, he said, no, prioritize prioritize is your word for the year and it dawned on me too like if i'm dominating in the wrong things then that's bad so yeah i have this picture in my head of like sprinting up the stairs to get to the top of the building and they killing it like they sprint all the way to the top and then they get to the top and they look down and they realize like dang i'm at the wrong building ain't this a mess I think that illustration makes sense. But yeah, I felt like God was speaking to me and letting me know this. But yeah, let me let me give you some passages. I put three passages on the the sheet that I created and I'll share this with you or you can check this out on my Instagram, too. The first passage was Matthew six, verse thirty three. And it's but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. And this passage spoke to me so loud because it was like there are so many different things that I could be seeking there are so many different distractions there are so many good busies that I have in my life everything I do everything I do I need to run it by God like hey is this a waste of my time is is this God sent or is this just some or is this just busy work and this is the thing that we forget at Christians sometimes stuff that seems good I put air quotes around that might not actually be good or God sent. And like I was saying before, if I am truly seeking God in his kingdom, that helps me see, that helps me feel, that helps me hear his directions in what I should be doing and what I also should not be doing. Because like I said earlier, there are times that we ignore the the whispers from God, the, the nudges from God, and that's not good. And that's why I felt it was so important that I needed to make sure that I'm putting in my in the correct order time with God first. And then everything will trickle down from that. Everything will come into play after that. But that's got to be the number one thing. My relationship with him and taking the time to hear what it is that he wants me to do or not do in some cases. And then it's just the confidence and understanding doing it in this order. I'm still going to be and get the the guidelines or the the wisdom for making good business moves or good decisions 
or spending the amount of time that I should uh, coaching or, or teaching or professional development, whatever it is, whatever the case may be. But you have to put the first things first. And what I mean by the first things, the most important things need your undivided attention or your most focus. Like if it's that important, that should be at the first and the forefront of your mind, of your thought process. Okay, let's get to that second passage that I put picked for my word of the year, prioritize. And that passage is Ecclesiastes 3 verse 1. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. And if you checked out the rest of the passage, it's like, it's a time to plant. It's a time to kill. It's a time to heal. It's a time to weep. It's a time to laugh. It's a time to game. It's a time to keep. It's a time to silence. It's a time to love. It goes on and on, but it's pretty, it's pretty poetic. And what I took from Ecclesiastes 3 verse 1 is that God is a God of great, great detail. Like there's not a single thing that has happened or will happen that he has not thought about or does not understand or does not get. Now, I might not get it, but what I should definitely do and what I should definitely trust is when he puts different opportunities or when he opens different doors in my life and he's saying, CO, do this or don't do that. I have to understand this was a time that he created and I need to be very present because there might be things in that particular moment that he's trying to show me and if I'm worried about what happened or worried about the future, I could miss something he's telling me right now to do. Because when he appoints a time, like, that's the time. It's not like, oh, yeah, I'm going to come back to that a week later. No, that's the time. You got your time. Be present. Make the most of that time. And to me, that passage just highlights to me, recognize the importance that God might be telling me or showing me what is important in that given moment. Or in that season, I should say. All right, the last word. The last word that I have on my sheet for prioritize comes from Matthew 6, verse 24. And it is, no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. And this passage was just like, yep. I need to put this down because it's so easy to justify um, chasing money or chasing success or just having a checklist and be like, I got to get this done. That's checked off. That's checked off. Boom. I'm killing it. And just being real with yourself to be like, what are you really trying to do? Who are you really trying to serve? Are you trying to serve yourself? Are you trying to serve uh, the success God? Are you trying to serve the money God? Are you trying to serve the I want a comfortable life God? And You can't do both of those things. And the thing is knowing and putting God first and allowing him to be the master, allowing him to dictate every single thing that I'm doing. Because you got to be real. You can't roll around in the mud and stay clean, too. Like you just can't play in the mud and be like, oh, I wonder why I'm dirty. Or it's like trying to have two people that you date at once and they both really want to be with you and want that number one spot. Because it's like if you're spending your time and you loyal to one, you're forcing the other one to despise that other person because you, you can't give both the time. And I know some of you like, I probably could take them both on the same day. Like, nah, nah, I'm talking about somebody who really wants to be that number one spot, not one A and one B. I'm talking about numero uno, solo, dolo. So those were the three passages that I picked to go along with the word 
prioritize. And like I said, I sucked at the beginning and it just made me think like, I don't want to be pulling a Martha. And if you're not familiar with Martha, I'm talking about or referring to Luke chapter 10, verse 38 through 42. And this is when Jesus was chilling at the home of Martha and Mary. And we have two different responses to Jesus. And if you just listened or saw both of them, neither one of them seems that bad. Or, or Martha's response really doesn't seem that bad. In fact, it seems like Martha's trying to get something done. But Mary was different. Mary sat at Jesus's feet and she was listening to what he said. Like she is what I mentioned earlier. She was present. She wasn't on her phone. She wasn't checking her text messages her TikTok or her Snapchat messages. Like she gave Jesus her undivided attention. And I think what we act like, too, is that Mary didn't have something else she could have been doing. Like, that's when you really need to have your priorities straight, because there's always something else you could be doing. Like, there's always something there that could have your attention. There's always something that could keep you busy. There's always some more work to be doing. But she was at Jesus's feet listening. And, and Martha had a different response. Martha was distracted because, I mean, she had a ton of stuff to do. She had all these different preparations. She was trying to cook a meal like she was trying to, to do what she thought was right. What was what was seems to be good. But she missed what Jesus wanted in that moment. She she did not have her priorities right. She did not prioritize. And you can just tell because she like Jesus. Don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work like she's just sitting there doing nothing. Mm hmm. Yeah, she lazy. She left me to do all the work by myself. Tell her to come help me. I'm trying to cook a meal, clean up the house, get my hair ready, get ready for all these guests. And y'all just sitting up there talking like, mm -mm -mm, y'all got a lot of nerve. Mm -hmm. And some of y'all are probably thinking she ain't wrong. But I'll tell you this. She wasn't right. And the reason I say this is because of Jesus, Jesus's response. He says, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. And the major point that I want to leave you with, just to get you to think about, is that in this moment, the one thing that Jesus wanted, the one thing that Jesus wanted, and he explains to her exactly how he wanted to be loved, is to have her listen, was to have her undivided attention, to have her number one priority be to be still and just sit at his feet. And that's something that I'm going to remind myself of throughout this year. And y'all can even check on me and say, hey, see, how you been doing with your word for the year? How have you been prioritizing? How have you been keeping the first things first? And man, isn't it tough? Like we have so many distractions. You and I have so many things that we need to do. We have so many things on our to-do list. We have so many different ways that we can be busy. We have so many different times where we're, we're communicating and we're talking to God, but we can never forget at times just to be still and to listen. And the microwave truths of this world says that, you know what, God understands your busyness and he wants you to be busy. But the non-microwave truth is sometimes that busyness is just a distraction. And what God really wants is your undivided attention and for you to show him that he is the most important in this world, in your thought, word, and action, and sum it up in your life. 
and this is the Non-Microwave Truth. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Prioritize. Keep me in your prayers. Have a wonderful and blessed Thanksgiving. And if you like this episode or any of the episodes, share it with a friend. Leave a review. Hit the five star. Hey, and don't eat too much. I know some of y'all are going to do some damage, but be careful. Don't get a food coma. Peace punch, Captain Crunch. They know the drugs and yes to Jesus. I'm out. Happy Thanksgiving.